right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we don't know whose turn it is to say it. So right now, what we're going to have us all do is we're going to have Scott say it. Scott, what podcast are we at? Trapped under plastic. Yar. Oh, no, we're, we're pirate plastic. Yeah. And you know, it's difficult to think of a different way to say trapped under plastic every single week. But we... That's the kind of commitment we have. Right. Well, I guess every other week. Every other week. Yeah. That That's the level of commitment we have to you. Happy sec- end, of, uh, end of season two. Woo! Yeah, it's our second Spend- anniversary. We should have had little pop things. Yeah. So we could def- Holy shit. So we could uh, deafen people, the audio listeners. Or at least so like, w- here's a gunshot in your ear. Boom. Yeah. And then we just do whippets. <laughs> oh, God. This is <laughs> a real, the, this is a real the, party. That's the episode starter. <laughs> just kick her off. Yes. Cut. So Woo! yeah, this is uh, episode 26. There are 52 weeks in a year. That means that this is the year anniversary, anniversary of season two. There have been two years of bi-weekly episodes of Trapped Under Plastic. Do you feel older now? Yeah, I feel a lot older. I don't feel like we've been doing this for two years. No, man, I can remember back to good old deafening roar. Yeah. <laughs> and we're sitting in your corner on little chairs with the red light underneath yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, God. Trapped Under Plastic is such a better name. It is. It's so it's so great. Shout it out is. to uh, the patron who helped us come up with that name and also the original concept. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. It was, we had a lot of really good name submissions, I remember, back then. There were some yeah. f- good, good finalists. Like, top three were all good. Yeah. yeah. And this one, this one stuck. But, I think a big part of why it's stuck and why we love it so much is the fucking logo. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I have a dream uh, of a set uh, where the background is a large version of those letters uh, like cut out with like a CNC on like MDF painted red. And the little backlight behind them. Like, yeah. Behind them, they're shooting. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the background is a corner, similar to how we shot originally. Uh-huh. And the two walls are just fucking littered in sprues oh dude like just like you can't see the, the wall it's just sprues and the big fucking trapped in a plastic and like underlit so you can see all that light catching on all those edges of the sprues okay it looks so fucking sick okay we're, we're this this is gonna happen by the time this time next year we'll be sitting in that spot yeah well I, maybe not but yeah but we're gonna do it i feel like I, I feel like we can almost guarantee that because there are almost. some there are some big changes coming big big winds of change blow strong for, for both of us yes in our individual pursuits and thus the collective Trapped under plastic pursuit. Yeah. Um, All the goody peepees are going to be involved and hyper-hyped Yes, for what's coming in the future. Yeah. Actually, when we want to make that set, I've been thinking about this. We're going to reach out to all of you to send us your used sprues. Uh, either they can have minis on them or not have minis on them or have bits on them or no bits on them. Anything to fill the wall with just insane amounts of sprues. Yeah. But not yet. We'll, we'll uh, have yeah. like a well, shipping the- thing. Yeah, we'll 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 shoot we'll shoot up the bat signal yeah. at that time, and then too <laughs> like it's just attendee <laughs> when they when they submit their sprues. What if like if you submit sprues, you sign your name on oh, your sprue, yeah, please. So you're on the set. Oh, please do. That would be God. This is such a great idea. Yes, I, I love that. I already actually this is this is kind of like uh, Nostradamus seeing the future here. I recently have had a massive amount of sprues from a couple of projects. One when I bought this huge uh, bits collection from a local dude and I, I tripped all, trimmed all the bits off. And I'm building this Adeptus Mechanicus army. Trimmed all the bits off. And I have all my Soulblight Gravelart stuff. Yeah. Trimmed all the bits off. I have four massive boxes filled with with sprues. sprues. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I can use this for something cool in the future. And this is that. This day. is that thing. I have all my Dark Eldar sprues. Unfortunately, I threw away all of the. I threw away something. I can't remember what. 
Okay, but we're good. But the reason we're bringing that up is because we're taking a break. Uh, John and I have to take some time to air out our dirty laundry. Is that what you say? Uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't think that's the, the phrase. No. Iron out the laundry. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, we need some time. Uh, John is making a big transition in his life. Um, and he is uh, going to get on top of his schedule. I need to get on top of mine with my impending Kickstarter. Um, by the way, if you're interested in getting updates about that, there's a mailing list down in the description that you can sign up for. I send out updates every Monday. Yeah. Um, and then other things like making... Uh, I haven't said this anywhere yet other than my live stream, but I'm making weekly videos again. So there's a lot of things, and it'd be nice to have a little bit of bonus time to kind of get ahead of... Uh, the work yeah we this is all in prep this is not us taking a month off um no, this there, is there's no time off ever there, there's <laughs> it, in fact this is us working harder than probably we ever have <laughs> us lazy turds yeah um both for our own channels and exciting things but also stuff for this very podcast we've got some fun unique things in the works and things that we have to we have to get our proverbial and physical ducks in a row yeah, you you have, have ducks? And we have to buy the ducks first. Oh, oh right. That, and then that's we have that's to get, part of the surprise. Yeah. And then we have to get them in a row. Yeah. And keep them there. Yeah. And not have Bullet eat one of the ducks. Yeah. So season one, our guest is like 10 ducks. Ducks. Right. And yeah. by the end of the episode, there'll be seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. It's like a, it's like Saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actual murder occurring yeah. on the episode. Yeah. yeah I'm sure that uh, YouTube will be fine with that. Um, <laughs> so we've got that. Uh, we, we have lined up a, a very interesting, very good time interview that will be debuting in season three of Trapped Under Plastic. And yes. we kind of got to coordinate the, the satellites, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, and, and some other really good stuff. So we're, we're going to be, uh, October, the month of October, we won't have a new episode, but first thing, November, November 1st, we will have we will have a new episode for y'all there. So let's transition yes. to other preamble ramble. Let us. I want to. Let us. Okay. You, you, had, to, you had to call me out like that. God damn it, John. First of all, you look at this all right. beautiful no. rainbow. I, this okay. is nothing no, I just want to say, I just want to say you've, be, you've, you've begun something here. Yeah. Now, whenever you crack, I'm going to bring oh, it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, the, this is the thing now. Gauntlet's thrown down. <laughs> you look at that beautiful rainbow inside the Vinci. I'm kind of sad because I have shown this cup in very small ways in like at least four videos, three yeah. videos, three videos, and no one has said anything about it. And I'm sad about that. About that it's a Warhammer Weekly yeah! cup? Yeah. Like, oh, look, it's Vince's cup or some shit like that. Well, maybe yeah. I haven't looked deep in my comment sections enough. Yeah. But I thought I would get like, you know, like five or six comments. It's what a beautiful fuck, people? cup. I use this cup as well. It's a goddamn relic. Yeah. I was also uh, wanting to point out the inside of the cup. I don't know if Goaty PVs can see it and pick it up. And camera, no, I'll just spill all the water out. <laughs> uh, look at the inside rings. It's a rainbow. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful Vinci rainbow in yeah. there. And you take a picture of that for some kind of like asset somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You can use that. Some all kind kinds of, of assets. Some kind of artsy fartsy B-roll shot. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, so my actual thing. Yeah, we, it, it, here's what he wrote. Is there enough thing as enough hobby space? Question mark. Listen. Your job <laughs> was to write things professionally yes. for people. Yes. What the fuck is this? Uh, this is me watching football last night. Oh, we watched the football? Watch some football. Start a football. Eating uh, some fun. Ball shrimp. Some shrimps. <laughs> um at the crab bowl <laughs> and uh, uh I, and my my stepfather-in-law is there because it's 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 uh this is all related to the story um uh, yeah. 
Uh, we'll wait. We'll wait. It's our annual uh, garage sale that my wife and mother-in-law put on that, that becomes like a week thing from them prepping and pricing and getting everything out. And then they do that. And then right now, as we're recording, is day two of the actual uh, garage sale. And so I was, I was a little bit distracted, you know. Yeah. Drinking a brewski, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Brewski. Um, anyway, as we're going through stuff for the garage sale. As my wife always says, find stuff to sell, find stuff to sell. I literally have nothing to give. I have given all I can give. Um, <laughs> Other than my body. <laughs> yeah. I, I got rid of some uh, some dress shoes because I realized I never dress up anymore because I'm full-time work from home. So I have like I had like six pair of dress shoes. Holy cow. Yeah. And I cut so that down fancy. to two, a there black you, and a brown. There you go. So yeah, I feel Wing good tip? about that. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> in going through other things... In my uh, my shop area, I found some uh, some uh, toolboxes. Okay, and it took me back memory lane. Okay, so this first one was a small toolbox when I first started mini painting to put all of my stuff in. You know, this little thing is about the size of an actual shoebox, maybe a little smaller. And then, oh, I was like, oh, I, I don't need this one anymore. We'll sell this. And underneath that was a slightly longer one, thinner. That was just for paints. That was my second toolbox I bought when I ran out of space in that first one to put more of my paints in. Mm -hmm. And then over to the side, the giant one. If you remember, I brought the first year we went to Adepticon. I brought this giant toolbox of all my painting stuff that probably weighed 60 pounds. And after Holy one day cow. of carrying that around the convention, I'm like, never again. Never again. <laughs> never again. <laughs> and so I put those all out for sale. And it kind of led me down this path of how your hobby space, no matter how much you have, at that point, I was painting up in my bedroom and this tiny little desk with just this little pencil case beside me of my materials. From that day to today, where I have a big room in my basement, and once again, all my space is filled. However much space you have for this hobby, doesn't it just seem like you just, it all gets used? And soon enough, you're like, oh, I wish I had more space for more stuff. Yeah. You get models completed and painted. Doesn't help that freaking Ikea doesn't have any of their stupid stuff in stock for me to put my models on. They haven't had stuff. The local one hasn't had like any of their display cases in stocks for nine months. This is definitely like a COVID thing, right? It's got to be. Yeah. This is like the, you know, like the glass pirates are out there stealing all the glass <laughs> off the ships. And uh, like, no, you can't have any of this glass Ikea. <laughs> so I, I found that. Having more space for your hobby doesn't necessarily like equate to any positive thing. It just means you fill more space and there's more space for you to have shit accumulate. Yeah. And I don't know if, if goody peepees have experienced this in their hobby journey or if you ever feeling like, oh, I just wish I had more space. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if you wish you had more money when you had it, it's like, oh, it doesn't, I don't feel any better. Right. You yeah. Know? It's like, oh, yeah, you, I wish I had John's space, but he still has the same problems that you have kind of thing. Um, I would say that this is probably true in all hobbies, right? Sure. And really in everything. You get a bigger kitchen, you just use up all the space, right? Yeah. You just buy more gadgets and shit you're never going to use anyway. Right. Uh, how much of your space is efficiently packed? All of my... All of my cupboards and everything is very efficiently packed. Wow, good job. The problem is, because mine aren't. My like, I have oh. some drawers that are like fucking chaos. Yeah, and I think that there's a level of efficiency that you need to be okay with not being a hundred percent because it's used a lot. Mm. If it's super efficiently packed, but that makes it a pain in the ass 
to take out seven totes and move things off to the side because it was all set up like a Tetris block in there to get to the one thing in the bottom that you use a lot, your super glue or whatever. And it's like it's not super efficient. I'd rather be 80% efficient but more readily accessible. Well, yeah. I mean, that comes down to just having the things you need more often sure. more available to you. Sure, sure. Um, but like all my storage stuff is really well kind of designed, I think. But it's all full now. Yeah. <laughs> so now I just I've got I'm to the like the the masses of stuff is now accumulated elsewhere. I've got a little couch down there now. You see my little couch in there yeah, right down there. It's, yeah, yeah. it's got crap all over the top of it now. Oh no. It's all hobby stuff. <laughs> I mean, whenever you come here, that coffee table over there is just littered with shit constantly, right? Yeah, dude. Today yeah. it's all Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's other board games. Yeah. I mean uh, shit back there always. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you see it in a video, if it looks moderately nice, it's because right before we hit play, we're like, yeah, move it somewhere else in the room. Yes, yes. Um, no, I definitely relate to that. Um, a lot of it is camera gear. Um, yeah. Which I bet in your closet, you have quite a bit of camera gear, right? Yeah, that's packed. Yeah. Mostly with camera gear. Also with armies and boxes. Yeah. Um, but oh. Yeah, and that's like other kind of stuff, too. It's a lot of that camera gear, all that kind of lighting and all that kind of stuff, setup stuff microphones and everything you you're not gonna take at least i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like take down all my stands and all the tripods and all everything like in between shoots i'm not gonna take an hour to crack to put everything away and put it nicely somewhere and then in three days i take it all out again yeah who so just would like, do that yeah who would do such a thing Goddamn. so i need more of this like spider-man rigging all over yeah i, I actually saw there are a couple options for this stuff, and this is related. I saw a video, Emil is showing off his new space, uh-huh. and he uh, he used a different solution that I used for a ceiling rig. He used these parallelogram, like I forget what they're called, but it's basically a camera on this interesting device that you can pull down and push up, and it has springs in it to hold tension so that uh, he can push the camera up and it stays there, and you can pull it down and it stays there. And these uh, things often come on a rack system so they can slide left and right and then slide backwards and forwards. Um, not with like infinite degrees of uh, adjustment, but like uh, a decent amount. Um, that's like the actual cinema solution to a, a thing like this. This is a little bit more DIY. Cause like these railings that you and I bought, they're, they're for like railings and like parks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like it works serious construction in like public spaces. Right. So, yeah. You know, old ladies don't fall into the, into the crick exactly um so yeah i saw his solution and i was like oh that's cool he bought like kind of more the, the legit thing he has like a bar above his desk where he has that that functionality uh, but yeah a lot of space i actually i uh, have a video upcoming uh which is a very exciting topic of organizing my closet <laughs> uh, wow. I know. I, at face value it's really boring um but hopefully it's gonna be fun discovering a bunch of relics in that closet that i that i forgot i owned because i know there's a couple i'm going to Take out all the shelving, make it make the shelving continuous around the whole outside, and then install a light in there, um, so that you can actually see what the fuck's in there. Because uh, I know I'm not using that space well. So, are you actually gonna run electrical to that? So or the, you, there's or a receptacle gonna... on the wall near the uh, there's a light. There's a switch right there. I'm gonna run electric electrical from there to the light in there, in the closet. So yes, I am, but it's not too complicated because it's very nearby. Sure. Okay. It's going to be my first project with that, though, so I'm expected... Nice. Uh, who knows, it might die. Right. Well, you know. Yeah, it's a risky take. It's, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> so let's get on to a little bit about what he, what we painty painted. Yeah. What, uh, 
Uh, speaking of little bits, what little bits did you paint? That Ooh. little, little mini. Little. I painted a 10 millimeter model. Uh, it's uh, designed for a game called War Master, which is an old school GW game. Uh, he's actually about 12 or 13 millimeter tall. Um, I made a video about it too. And uh, as the day of this recording, it's coming out this Friday. Um, so you can check that out if you want to. It'll be linked down in the show notes. Um, and this was a lot of fun to paint. Um, it's from a Patreon called Forest Dragon. Um, and uh, he has all kinds of stuff. He has Bretonian stuff. He has Slaves of Darkness or Warriors of Chaos. He has Vampire Counts. He has uh, what else? Um, he has like full races. And you can buy a race on his Gumroad for 60 bucks. You get every single unit in the army in STL format. And you can print them out. Uh, so I had to like... I had to go through like several iterations of printing the Amerilabs test town. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to get the right exposure settings. Um, because the settings that Joshua Lai sent me for the resin and printer that I use, his exposure is so much lower than what mine is and what mine worked with. Like wow. he was exposing his layers at like three, three and a half seconds. I have to expose it like five and a half, six seconds, like almost twice as much to get the print to actually work and not fail. Now, granted, he probably prints like busts and stuff like that and not like tiny boys like this. Yeah. So that might have contributed. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I painted this 10 mil model and it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things painting this. Interesting. I have one of those little original Warhammer Warmaster ones. Oh, you do? From Sam gave it to me at our at our mini get get together. And I have plans to paint that. Um, Which one did you, you, did he give you? A, a tiny little crossbowman from the, <laughs> the Bretonians, and yeah, he like that dude makes like the little Bretonian maybe goes up to the dude's like shoulders on that. Seriously, dude. it's freaking tiny. So I have I have a video idea on do like painting the world's smallest Warhammer because it's an official Warhammer model. True. So but you're just, now you're you freaking beat me to the punch. I, and I gotta it. wait a couple months. Yeah, yeah, let it. Yeah, let it, <laughs> yeah, slow down a little bit. The heat. Yeah heat of tiny tiny models <laughs> um but yeah it's cool uh it made me want to honestly try out war master um but like printing an entire army and painting it you know i have enough armies on my plate at the moment i'm gonna slow down there yeah yeah and there was a really good point i can't remember who made it in our their discord trent group trent that people that play war master that just means they're so tiny that just means you can have two thousand of them on the yeah, table. right right and i'm like touche yeah uh, i take it all back all right. i'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I painted Newt and Victarion for my Greyjoy armies. I started Newt in a live stream, finished him off stream, painted Victarion totally outside, just some normal hobby time. Yeah, normal hobby time. Yeah, what the good. fuck, bro? Dude, I had normal hobby time too for the first time in forever. Nice. Um, so this is we didn't even plan this, right? This is just how things go. <laughs> um, the last time I was on your stream, I started painting the Gravekeeper. I can't remember what his name is from Curse City. Yeah. The, like the zombie leader dude. Yeah. I basically just got like his skin done on stream. Yeah. And then last weekend, um, my wife and daughter were up at the in-laws and I had a bunch of stuff to get done for a video and, and get everything in order. And so I had Saturday night and I didn't have anything to do. And I'm like, I'm not going to make plans. I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm just going to sit down and finish painting this dude over a couple hours. I didn't do super try hard. I just wanted to kind of, look cool and mm -hmm. the skin was was to be the focus and it was fun a couple hours finished him up right that's perfect i saw the post yeah. it looks nice yeah he looks nice he doesn't look amazing but he looks cool i tried to mess with more stuff with this magenta red light on him and 
it was it was cool. It was a fun time. Fun time we're had all by all, and that was just me. Yeah, how much time did you spend in that mall? You think like four uh, hours, five hours? Yeah, well, because the time we I spent another probably two and a half at home to finish him, but I probably spent more than that just to do the skin because the skin is the more try hard portion of it, but also the kind of thing that on a stream it's nice to kind of show maybe a whole start to finish of of doing a one thing like a skin so yeah, yeah. so i didn't want to put that much effort in the rest of it because i'm also like i just want it done too thinking about painting cursed city thinking about painting stuff for my army you know all the zombies are painted to a certain level that i don't want this guy to look like it doesn't fit at all because he looks so much different or so much better so right can i commission you to paint my zombies for cursed city nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, i mean like five bucks a zombie shirt sure. Crap. Never mind. Never mind. I never was mind. like, ah, it's kind of worth it. Yeah, no. Uh, no <laughs> you're like, wait, you're like, you're like, wait, no, 20 bucks, 20 bucks. 20 bucks is on me. Um, but yeah, I felt the same about these guys. Like, they're they're just easy. They're, they're two hour paint jobs, two and a half hour paint jobs. They look fine. Um, they look especially good when I put them all in a little group together. Um, yeah. I'm really happy about that. Feels it's good. It feels good anytime, like, you're just dealing with one model and it's part of something else like it just looks so much better when there's other things around it oh, yeah. go with it oh yeah it's kind of weird how that works i never really kind of thought about that yeah um but it, it's like don't you feel like when you're we do kind of more of these want it looking good but you're not you know kind of go full ball sack on it that you figure out where you're pulling your punches a little bit more refined and where you're pushing things every time you do it every time yeah it's so it's cool it's feels good yeah i mean yeah i totally agree i feel like you can learn almost every single time you paint a miniature yeah and, and maybe every single time and yeah it kind of just depends on uh like what approach you're taking and like as long as you're being proactive in the process <laughs> you owe me a nickel for saying it. <laughs> yeah right you fucking royalties um then yeah you're gonna you're gonna learn every single time Oh. Kind of struggle with this paint job, honestly. I'm not very happy with it. No. I'm wondering if you can give me some live feedback on Tup. This is a we'll put a picture up, or there already was a picture. Um, I feel like he's got a really big chest and waist area, and then his head's like kind of tiny. He's got his. He's pushing out his his nips. Yeah. Um. And so I was kind of struggling to like organize all the colors in a pleasing way, and I was like, what should I do? And so I filled in his helmet visor and gave him glowing eyes and gave him. Uh, red hair just to kind of like make that area a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. um he has all this really intense like squid like filigree on his helmet and his breastplate and it was you know it's kind of hard to paint when the detail isn't that crispy yeah yeah and it's uh because it's not crispy it's uh it's harder to kind of like for your eye to catch all that detail right um give me some feedback, feedback. Well, first, first of all the freaking cloak is awesome thank you it's the like- the shoulder poofs great the hair is just the right amount of its reads as a ginger hair without kind of like feeling outside of the realm of the saturation for the whole piece mm-hmm. and we got a dag um my eye goes up to two places head and shoulders obviously and then to this x head over here because yeah. it's nice and shiny and a little bit of red blood which is good that's where you want the eye to go i would say the the thing that i struggle with is the thing that you just talked about is really defining all those tiny shapes mm-hmm. around that helmet because the helmet's very cool but it's also kind of garbled yes um i don't know i would maybe go back in with the pure black uh like dark line crisps some stuff up yeah try to and i don't even know how well that would work okay 
to well define that. I also think that this is one of those things that would have benefited more from NMM over TMM. Ah. Because you can use your control over the light of each of those shapes to define them more, whereas TMM kind of whitewashes everything. It makes it all kind of samey same. Yeah. And you you I can certainly tell that you use some kinds of this like green blue ink to help do that and that helps some. Yeah. I think it kind of push it over a little bit more. Okay. But so I'd be super happy for this to have this quality of deuter in my in my army for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, the other thing that I painted, I painted a space marine. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um I've been wanting to do this. Uh, I had this idea for a paint, video painting series for a while called uh, Three Paint Roulette, where I have all of my paints. First of all, I counted them all out at how many I own. And I think it was 497 paints. And this is not including contrast paints. It's not including washes. It's not including inks. Because I feel like I can't use those for the three paint roulette. If you think about this, if you randomly had to pick three paints from your oh, collection, and you got like a wash or an ink. And, well, yeah, <laughs> you're just kind of hosed because each yeah. of those three colors needs to be able to like be serve multiple purposes. And a thinned paint automatically, an ink or a wash or a contrast paint automatically hoses you because it can only do so much. Yeah, it can't it can't work in opaque coats. Right. So I took those out. It was four hundred ninety seven others. God damn. Yeah. And then I, I do this uh, where I roll dice. I physically are rolling dice and see which of my five racks I'm pulling off of. And then I had numbers of how many paints are in that rack. And then I'd roll a double O because uh, there was roughly 100 in each rack. I roll a double O and that was the paint I had to use. And I do that three times. And uh, the colors. I And I didn't. I didn't. There was no magic of video editing in this. Whatever three I picked, I used, which I kind of regretted afterwards that I didn't like fix it a little bit, but I'm fine with that. And in fact, it made it a lot more fun process and a lot better learning process for me. It looked good. Um, it didn't look like you were like struggling. One was like a, uh, it was a skin tone, but it was most like a, like a bronzed skin tone. Like someone that spent a lot of time in the sun. It was like an orangish skin tone. It was a lilac color. And then the third was the Nocturna paints, a dark green, woodland green. Oh, thank God you got a dark color. Um, God damn, unfortunately, it was a fucking Nocturna paint. That green, you remember using those Nocturna greens? Yes. It was horrific. It was so what terrible. Happened? What happened? I don't know why they can't cover for crap. They're yeah. just so, I'm like, green and blue. If there are two paints that you can hang your hat on that will have good coverage and be very opaque and they will like give you smooth you know rich coats it's greens and blues unless you go to like a really bright yellow green yeah sure 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 and in green works because it typically has a fair amount of blue in it. it it's terrible it was just terrible so it was me fighting this the whole freaking time so anyway i'm like well uh why don't i if i'm gonna do three colors why don't i make this a custom space marine chapter that uses these colors right because yeah. most space marine chapters have two or Two main colors and then like a uh, you know like a secondary color. Yeah, like a spot color. I didn't do that, so that was, was the idea, and I ran with it, and uh, it was really fun to do. It didn't take me super long, but um, kind of kind of weird. Looks weird. So. No, he looks fine. Um, in the pictures, I wish I would have brought him today. 
Yeah, you always the- say that. <laughs> I know. I never forget. I re- I never remember to, even though I always remember to bring something to paint for the stream. I never remember to also like bring something I painted. Um, he, it's a lot more, and I purposely want it to be this way. You to push that lilac color to have it. His his actual armor goes from like the shadows are a forest green, mm-hmm. and the highlights go up to a lilac purple. Yeah. So it almost in a weird way looks like a what's the like like chameleon paint jobs on a on a car or like like an oil slick where uh, the way light color hits shifting. it is color shift yeah so it it almost looks like it's shifting of the light is hitting these and it like makes it look like this weird purple okay and then the shadows is green and it's kind of cool um so yeah and actually just that skin tone made a really one color pretty nice um copper yes oh nmm yeah, I was like, well, I gotta lean into that for the trim and all the Aquila and all that shit. So, yeah, it was fun. I I enjoyed doing it. I hope it. I hope the video does well, so I can do more of it. Because I really like just have three random colors, and you push yourself of, of figuring out how to best use the tools at your disposal, and you learn because then you can take that and apply it to your everyday painting. Yeah, I mean, if you genuinely enjoyed the process, who fucking cares if it does well? Yeah. Just make another one. Yeah, <laughs> too bad. Yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. That's what we painted. Let us know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube what you painted. Um, now on the topic for today, which is a retrospective. This is just a shitty clip show episode. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't actually show clips. We just talk about them. Yeah. Yes. This is brought to us by Neil Spees. Space. Spears without the S. Right. I mean, Spears without the R. Spees. Spees. Uh, Spees. If, as a patron, you can suggest topics to us, and we often take them and use them. I want to give his exact his exact question. Okay. And and then we say how if and how we're going to switch it. He says, since we are almost at the end of two years, how about a look back at some of your favorite topics or looking back at some topics um, that you have better advice on now as opposed to when you had the episode? So I, I think that there's a couple things I'm going to bring up that will fall into Neil's wheelhouse of his version of the question. I didn't really think about favorite topics, but oh, I will I talk about, some. I'll talk about some of the things that I think are my favorite. Okay. I definitely have some episodes that I can think of without even looking at our channel, but I'm going to also bring up our channel to discuss um, which ones I th- had the most fun chatting about with you. It's just in season two. I'm going to do a little bit over two years in, as, as a whole as well. Dude, so. what, what is going on with mobile fucking YouTube here? Why can't I sort the channel by fucking... Okay, whatever. That's good enough. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is discuss uh, topics that we really enjoyed. Sure. Yeah, you go about... You, let's, let's start with that. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed... I mean, we can do this in chronological order because that's how it is organized here. Um, Walter's topic about why mini painting is so serious. Mm. Um, that was really enjoyable to discuss. Um, the next one that comes up uh, is when you and I were sitting here and telling each other what our style is. Oh, that was good. Yeah. And we'll have all these episodes linked in the show notes. Um, that for me was cathartic. Yeah. And it was like, cause you think, and you probably think this too, goody peepees, uh, sprues and spruettes. You probably think like, I don't have anything special about the way I paint. Like I, I don't, I can't paint good. Therefore I have no style. And that's not fucking true. I feel like if you've been painting for like any amount of time, 
there's going to be some consistency between your paint jobs and to like have your friends sit down with you and be like, you know what, this is, this is what you're good at. This is what you excel at. This is what I've noticed many after many. It gives you like this feeling of ownership over your process. Um, and so, yeah, it felt really good to do that. I think there's some, there's a, a bloodline that runs between both of those topics and maybe some of the others that you glanced down that I'm guessing will fall in this category is one of two things, maybe a combination of both. One of them is they didn't necessarily, the way that the conversation ended up going wasn't necessarily the way we had thought it would in our head. And so you have this kind of like, whoa moment, right? Where things went in a place yes. that was, uh, it felt like this is a really cool experience just talking through this. Right. And, you know, having the the sprues and spruettes along to kind of go with us. And the second one, I think, was that we kind of learned something, you know, a little reading rainbow moment, <laughs> you know, of, of learn something along the conversation that we didn't expect that we were going to learn something. Because typical, in a typical episode, we're just throwing stuff all over the place and just having fun. And not that we don't have some interesting aha moments, but those I felt were like deeper, like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I learned something about myself today. Right. Yeah. That was the kind of thing where it's like, we didn't really need to like try to come up with content to discuss the, 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 the discussion just flowed mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. Um, uh, one that I really look back at, cause I just scroll through these in like, kind of emotional reaction yeah of like look this, all these oh. beautiful thumbnails that i've made by the way yeah those are those are some, some just tight stuff giant face and huge text <laughs> <laughs> or just a red x um doing a recap of vincicon stood out to me yeah mostly because um that experience was i think was so good and it's kind of so needed. And I didn't realize how much I needed that when we, you know, we're going into it, driving down there yeah, to kind of recharge the battery, to kind of remind in these times of being so separated of, of how much like community and interaction and dealing with other painters is so important in this hobby because mm-hmm. it's a, a solo hobby. Um, but when you become a part of, uh, a friend group or a community or just the hobby in general as, as, as all of us are a part of. And the more that you kind of take the step into that, the more you realize that's where, at least to me, maybe because I'm an extrovert, that's why I'm this way. That's the part that really like puts this hobby over the top for me is something that I'm going to do mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talking through that and just laughing over it, the stories and, um, you know, that that episode was, was a lot of fun. That's kind of one of those ones that I'll go back and I'll listen to that again six months, a year later. Yeah, you get to relive it a little yeah. bit. Yep. So that one was a good one for me. I really enjoyed ranking miniature war games and miniature board games. Um, it's just fun to talk about, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the experiences you've had with the games. Like, I didn't realize how important gaming was until recently to me. I have a whole new lease on life. When it, <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. When it comes to the hobby and really beyond, just because I have a game that I'm actively interested in, I don't know why I'm not like super actively interested in Age of Sigmar. I don't, you know, I don't know why. You know, okay, maybe it's because the models in ASOIAF just come ready to play, 
and like you can go and buy a fucking box and use it in a game 10 minutes later there's there is a bit of like an instant gratification side of that yeah of just maybe that's something wow, i want to do a thing like you know like i'm, I'm guessing the timeline of this because i have no idea of the actual details of when you and curtis <laughs> sorry curtis has a cough in the middle of his name it's really weird uh, <laughs> curtis like we're like let's play between that moment and then actually playing was like 100 times less time yes. than it would take if let's play 40k yes and do it because of the all the in between yes yes so you got to get to the the excitement sooner All right like i remember I, we were like we're gonna do this and then i went camping and i brought the rule book with me and i read it while we were camping and then i i had ordered the starter set a hero's box and maybe one other thing and it got to me when i came back from camping and we played that fucking day yeah and it was just like holy shit this is great let's do it again um but anyways so about those episodes uh, games are super important to me i kind of sometimes i wish i was just the guy that painted display models that that was my thing Mm -hmm. and i was as good as those people are Mm -hmm. but like i'm not i'm fucking Mm -hmm. into the games yeah um like there's a tournament on the 25th of september at dreamers vault in burnsville minnesota i'm fucking going are you dude yeah dude can i bring the zuzu buelo along (laughs) 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 annoy the shit out of everyone (laughs) yeah so me and curse have plans to go to that and like uh so yeah it's it's important to me yeah that's i wonder when you say that we look think back that how you ranked that game in our rankings i don't think i killed it no i was right i remember i feel like it was middle of the road yeah i think it was yeah i think it was uh i forget how what we did like s was the highest and it was like it was ABCD, like a C plus or something I like, did i do that i don't think i did it dirty yeah i don't know i i feel like we ranked it very similarly too because i had a good experience when we learned it from the cmon folks at adepticon yeah um but uh never you know it's one of those things all, there's all these kinds of things when you when you go places, a new game at the game store, or hype, or hear about it on Kickstarter, blah, 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 that if you if there's not people around to kind of keep those juices going, I think that's a big thing that you have with you, yeah. Curtis. Yes. Is you have the constant, like, feeding off each other on it. Yes. If that's you, so huge. If you don't have that in your local community, it doesn't matter how much you love the game if you just don't have people to play with. Yeah. And it's always like I'm gun shy, right? Gun shy about games like Infinity. I'm gun shy about games like this. Right. That I I heard nothing but good things. Yes. But I'm just like, am I going to commit? Yeah. If I don't even know how much I'd get to play it. Yeah. And even like if you and I go in on a game together, we live like two and a half hours away from each other. So there, you if you want to play, it's it's a fucking thing. It's a yeah. it's a you have to plan it, and it's like a, you know, it's not just like. Oh, Amber's going to bed. Let's stay up until four in the morning playing games. Yeah. You know, it's not that easy. Yeah. Well, uh, you guys just need to move closer, Scott. And this could be <laughs> you first. I live in a cooler place. Cooler place? Yeah, dude. Twin Cities is way cooler than Rochester. <laughs> I can come to all the cool things whenever I want to. And, and what do you gain by living there? Uh, a big ass house. <laughs> the dollar and cost of living is much, much better. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so, we'll meet in the middle. We'll meet in the middle. Lakeville. Where, where, where is that? Oh, Lakeville, that is right about in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's, I'm still, I'm going to throw this back on the table. It's a little bit east, but it is roughly in the middle. The castle. Outside, outside of Red Wing, there is the castle that's still for sale, dude. <laughs> All right. Buy the castle. It's on like 40 acres overlooking the Mississippi River. Amber did say she wanted a place with more land. Yeah. And it's, you're, you have the forest. Like we could go out with longbows and kind of prance through <laughs> and shoot at the woodland animals and eat them for dinner in our castle. Okay. Yeah. 
It's only like $1.5 million, dude. Okay, yeah, you know, that's like, you know. You can make that work. That's like, you know, several orders of magnitude more expensive than my house. But look, it's an investment. <laughs> I mean, it actually is. Right. Um, they got cool But videos. it's not done yet, though, right? Well, it's, okay. The castle needs it's some like reno. Fif- it's like 15,000 total square feet. Dude. Like 7,000 of it are 100% finished. 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at like office spaces lately and I'm like, yeah, I need like a thousand square foot for like, an, like a big office. Mm-hmm. You know, 7,000 square feet. Dude, you have so many offices still in there. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. do whatever we want with. Oh my gosh. It has, it has a grand hall with a long ass oak table <laughs> with a fireplace on one side. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, but then we couldn't afford the tour bus. It would be something to park it for sure, though. Well, I just think that... The solution is just to get rich, okay? Yes. Okay. Right. That's always the solution. Always the solution. We just need to win the Powerball. Yes. Win the lottery. (laughs) Buy that. Get the tour bus. Uh, Also, Stu, uh, uh, patron Stu, told me that we need to scrap the tour bus idea and instead invest (laughs) in a tour Zeppelin. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then we can just slowly fly wherever we want in the tour Zeppelin. Yeah. That's great. I love that idea. Nothing bad has ever happened to Zeppelin technology. So yeah. I feel like this is a shoe in. Okay. So that's nothing where bad has ever happened. Nothing bad has ever happened with Zeppelins. No so. violent eruptions of flame. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you just can't have any open flames on the Zeppelin. That's the key. Every all our food is cold. <laughs> <laughs> Even a microwave will set it off. I don't know, but I'm not willing to take that risk. <laughs> Um, is there any other episodes that jump out of you in the last? Oh, that's I'm back to season one here. Season two. I feel like I enjoy the topics that can only exist in a podcast. Mm. So, like the very first episode is recasting miniatures. Okay, the reason why that works so well is because it's a conversation between you and I. Yeah, there is no right or wrong answer. I think. Because there's so many different like things to think about when asking that question. There's so many different situations. Um, uh, Lockie from Zorpa Zorp was talking to me recently about Forge World. He said oh, about yeah. he said about a twelve thousand point Forge World army, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit! You're in Australia! Like, did that cost you like your like just you refinance your house to do that? <laughs> like, you have a kid, man! You can't be doing that." Uh, and he's like, "Actually, in Australia, you are looked at in a poor light when you're not." buying from the people's republic of forge world aka china cast ah. it's just like you it's it's just not like the game wouldn't exist in australia if not for recasters which is interesting a very interesting perspective hmm. um but like there's like there's way more angles to talk about with it in that episode so i like topics like that where it's like this this needs a conversation to go over there is no uh, right or wrong answer here in your typical youtube or twitch stream format it's it it doesn't have that evolution of a conversation of points back and forth and, right. and looking at them from different perspectives it's just the the format of a podcast leads itself into into that and i think that's one thing when i look at the over the last two years that maybe not consciously or every time consciously the way we look at the topics that we discuss and choose what we discuss and choose what we don't discuss because we, believe it or not, we do really quickly figure out <laughs> what we are going to have the topic be on. And I think that's where our brains are going with it. Yeah. When we choose and what we don't choose. Um, and that's something when we go back to 
uh, the wonderful goody peepees that suggest awesome topics for you to think about in a topic that you want to suggest is, is there a conversation that make that is this a conversation podcast piece or is this something that would work better in a YouTube video? Because if it's something that works better in a solo YouTube video, that's those are typically not topics that we yeah choose. like we we had a couple of suggestions where it's like what about like a topic about like a technique and it's like for a technique I feel like you need visuals right yeah. you need to show it and also a technique has like a process which is very good for being scripted um so that isn't more of a conversation. Yeah, like the question is why is Manny Payne so damn serious? That is a great fucking topic, and we're not we're not trying to put it on you, but we're just giving examples about like what what makes good conversations. But we are putting it on you. Cause yeah, like, <laughs> live or die, this is your fault. <laughs> uh, honestly, a lot of our best uh, best topics and best episodes were were all uh, your ideas, and the worst ones are also your ideas. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. What else? What else? Just when I'm just scrolling through this. I mean, the interviews are always fun. We had Ben Cantor here and he he brought a fresh perspective. And we have a few other people we'd like to interview that are actually local to Minnesota. They're actually Golden Demon winners from the 90s and early 2000s. And they have just like a they have a fresh, different perspective. As much as I love John and I love myself, uh, we have kind of this kind of the same opinions on a lot of things. Yeah, it's, it's really hurting the podcast numbers. It kind of is. <laughs> and so when we had Ben in here, Ben was like, man, there are some things you say where I'm just like, I'm turning this shit off. Like, it's like, okay, it's, it's I want dissenting opinions. Um, And so like to have like, uh, we have a Don Haney. Uh, I'm going to meet with Don at a coffee shop, I think on the, you know, on some Monday. Can I call him the Don? We can call him the Don. Yeah. And we want to have him on. He's a, he's an old school golden demon winner. And like he, he is, I met him at the, that basing clinic I did at the park. Uh, you guys were doing free basing in the park. We were doing free basing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, not that kind of free basing. Um, but yeah, so he was, he was there and he was such, such a pleasant person to, to, to talk to. And so we're going to try to work out a time for him to come and, and chat about like his angle on the hobby and his perspective on competitive painting and, and what that meant and what it means now. Uh, and like, that's just so, that's so valuable. So yeah. So having guests is always great because then they, they offer a fresh new perspective and you can, you can have conversations with them. And yeah, if we wanted to have dissenting opinions and controversy and stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm all about calling him boomer painter right from the get go. Let's get him on the wrong foot. Let's get him off, get him off kilter, get him a little bit salty. I don't know if I want to have controversy. Oh, what? Okay, fine. Yeah. We all should. right, the Don. Don. The Don doesn't listen to the podcast, does he? I think he might. I don't know. We'll find out in the comments section. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so uh, episodes with guests are good. Yeah, and it's, I think one thing when we look at the kind of evolution of the podcast, I think we, I don't want to say we burned ourselves a little bit with uh, guests at the beginning, but I think we didn't know what we were doing. No, we didn't. With guests, and I don't think that we were good hosts and, and set up our guests to have a, as good of an experience. I, mean, I don't know if they did have a good or bad experience to set them up for success yeah. um, in the right way. And so I think we're closer on that track with like the way we had with, with Ben, and even though there was a pretty big gap between our last ones with like uh, Goobs and Sam Lenz uh, between them and then uh, Ben, I felt like just by us having done more and having kind of thought about those uh guest episodes i think it was better we still got a ways to go and like I've, i said before that there are different kinds of podcasts some kinds of podcasts are a person and a guest or the hosts and a guest and some some podcasts are 
just the one talking head or just the pair and it's always the pair it's not very often that there are ones that are kind of both hmm. that you kind of swap back and forth you're kind of known for one thing or the other and so i don't foresee this podcast turning into constant guests but Man, i think that'd be exhausting yeah it would be um and, and you know we end up putting a lot on on their shoulders um and you know, oftentimes in these podcasts that have guests, they're like celebrities or they, they're they used to this yeah. stuff. They're experts in their field and they're used to speaking to, to you know, stadiums of people or, or teaching or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, oftentimes our guests are just really cool people, really and, cool painters. Yeah, and they are the topic. Yes. So it's so, like a lot, of, a lot of weight. Yeah. And at a certain point too, when you are the topic as a guest, um, how do we keep that fresh and unique? You know, we have people like the Don that, that that's a great one because it kind of writes itself right you know but uh you know we just get uh duncan Rhodes take me home on here <laughs> I, I mean i would have all sorts of meme questions to ask duncan but <laughs> after that after doing that for 45 minutes i don't know what actual real questions i would ask him i'm so interested in duncan uh, yeah we would that, that would be great yeah i'd be do a psychological profile on him oh yeah live. Def- definitely live yeah yeah um i would love I, I would love to have like reward tiers for the podcast. And I've told you this before um, where it's like when we hit a certain number of patrons, we'll fly out this guest Yeah. Um, because I would fucking fly out Duncan Rhodes, Sarastro, ML, Darren, um, Latham. Darren Latham, Ben Comets, Ben Comets. Oh my God. Like Alfonso Herales. Um, I would fly out so many different people um, to be guests because that'd be so cool. Yeah. It wouldn't be like a regular thing, obviously. No. But yeah. I, I think that that's our what we're looking at what we looked and learned in our first two years, and and like applying that moving forward is that guests are going to continue to happen on Trapped Under Plastic. It's going to happen organically. It's mm-hmm. going to happen as it happens, and it makes sense, and the stars align, and that kind of thing. Um, uh, until we can buy that mansion, we make enough money, and then we'll fly <laughs> everybody out here, and then we'll do whatever we want. <laughs> I mean, also, if I fly out guests for the podcast, that means that I also get to use them in my YouTube videos. So, <laughs> <laughs> double dip. Right. Yes. Tax write off. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So, I want to transition from some of our, some of the episodes that were our favorite. Yeah. Kind of look at uh, the higher end of what I wanted out of this podcast, what I thought this podcast would be. And two years later, what it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and listen to this. Okay. Um, I I kind of thought going into this that it was going to be more about us having those deep dive conversations about various levels of depth of the hobby. Okay, some really heavy stuff to beginner oils to... You know, is recasting bad, or how good are 3D printers really, or that kind of stuff that are really hobby focused. And we've done that, and those will continue to kind of be uh, the skeletal system is around what the hobby is. But to me, what this podcast is really become kind of slowly um, in its identity is around two things. One, it's about just having a hobby hangout with your podcast buds. So 
when I kind of came to this realization, and this was in season two, I put less weight or stress on finding the perfect topic, finding the one that most people are going to click to listen to, finding the one that we've got the most hot takes on. And we still are going to have opinions on and have good discussions about anything. But if we're just here and we're just having fun and we're just doing the hobby thing and you're listening while you're doing the hobby or you're listening while you're driving to work and you're thinking about your hobby or whatever it is, I think that's what I want this to be. And I think that's what it's kind of evolved into. And I love that because I think that just says, look, we're, we're going to always have a million things to talk about. But if we're having fun talking and we're making it a fun environment and it's about the, the keeping the hobby, you know, alive in those times where you can't do hobby or you're feeling like you're solo or you don't have anyone to hang out with. That's it. I think that's the lifeblood. You can have the skeletal system, which is the topics, but that's still a, it's a freaking corpse, right? That's unless we can raise it from the dead. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're necromancers, but we're no, we're not. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's what we're doing in October. When we got <laughs> episodes. We got a lot of necromancy research to do. Um, that was interesting. Yeah. Do you agree? Do you have a different take on that? I do have a different take. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear why I'm right and you're wrong. Well, I, I think what you're saying is definitely important. If our podcast can be hobby motivation for anyone, that is amazing. And that is a priority. But I almost feel like we can talk about literally anything and it would be. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so to me... You're talking about cheesesteaks? No. Yeah. Well, we could. Okay. Tonos? Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways. Uh, Jersey Mike's has a pretty solid cheesesteak for, cha- for a chain. Yeah. Local chain though, right? Yeah. I think Jersey Mike's is it's Jersey Mike's. I'm guessing it started in New Jersey. Anyway, oh, yeah, right. it's a sandwich place. I had the cheesesteak uh, like a week and a half ago. Tell me. Seven and a half out of ten. What was on it? Um, I ordered it. If there aren't three fucking ingredients in this thing... I'm going to rage. Or four. Caramelized onions. Yes. Uh, decent quality uh, uh, meats. Yes. One more thing. Provolone. Sure. Um, you can get it with peppers. Don't you uh, fucking yeah. dare. You, you put green peppers in there and I immediately throw it back in the <laughs> face. Get this sloppy shit out of my face. They don't have whiz. Okay, that's a problem. That's, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, problem. And that's good. why it's a, if this has exact same sandwich, bread is... Bread is really good. Okay. If it had whiz, this <laughs> goes conversation. This goes from a seven five to an eight two. There we go. Wow, eight two. Yeah, okay, yeah, nice. Um, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, if we can talk about literally anything <laughs> and be a source of hobby inspiration, um, and when I say literally anything, I mean like what we're doing now, um, picking picking the topics the way we are. Can can we also at the same time? pick better topics <laughs> <laughs> so here's my problem i i like high quality stuff i want to make high quality stuff and i feel like i am definitely pulling my punches on the podcast and i hate that feeling oh see i don't yeah yeah i mean i could i i i acknowledge your feelings yes thank you mm-hmm. um so but like there's no easy answer to this if you want the podcast to have higher quality topics you need to spend more time on yeah. it. And we don't really have more time to spend on it sure. at the moment. If we had like a team of writers and they could like research 
topics for us and they could like kind of give us like a a skeleton of each episode that'd be great because there there are things where it would require some some work to to think about um or at least some some foresight like you had an idea for season three to have like a like a list of all the best painted miniatures that we liked from a year prior. Yeah. And so some foresight would be, we have to actually know we want to do that and can keep a running like tally of our favorite ones. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, like any, any, any improvement that I can think of in my head just, re- just requires more time, which is right. a resource that is not mineable, unfortunately. Um, so I don't know how to reconcile that in my head. Um, I feel like I would love to figure out a way to organize the podcast where it does not require a topic. And there's just segments that just like almost like I don't even know what to say. Like they figure themselves out. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, I mean, kind of like when we have stuff like the what we painted, the news, the preamble ramble. Oh, exactly. The, those and when we started out, we didn't have all of those. And they kind of developed because we realized that these were the things we end up discussing anyway exactly and we end up probably at this point spending almost as much time on our non-topic discussion as we do our topic discussion. 100 percent, yeah which is like not a bad thing so like oh. if it if it could exist like if, if there were no topic then there would be no expectation that there would be like a deep dive thing and then then and in my head it'd be like, okay well this is just a fucking free-for-all who cares right and i almost be more okay with that because like my thing is like I would rather not do or not advertise something in a certain way, and then do it in a shitty way, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't. Not, we're not doing it in a shitty way. Well, sometimes, <laughs> like you know, full disclosure, we will decide on a podcast topic the night before or <laughs> the morning before we record it, and so you know, and I feel like that's obvious to you sometimes. It's like, okay, you know, maybe we don't think very intensely about what we're discussing at the moment. And I feel bad about that. You should. I don't, but you should. I know, but so whatever. Like, okay, I feel bad about it. What's the solution? There is none. Uh, so I, that's where I'm stuck with the podcast at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I think that there, that having a topic for the title of the episode that if you just like, it, I mean, I guess you could just call it season one, episode two, season one episode three like that won't work. It, that's that's going to be make it harder for other people to find us exactly right? yeah know? yeah yeah we have to have some kind of of angle um but this kind of leads me into my second thing of what i thought the podcast was to what it became i thought it was going to be more of like what you're discussing there and it ended up becoming evolving into us just goofing around and it just so happens that we both like hobby yes and we talking about tendies and do suckers and in goody peepees and yes. whatever and you know what i look forward to that i look forward yeah. to us goofing and and laughing over stuff while we're talking about the hobby and cheesesteaks and whatever 100 percent. i also enjoy that i think whatever success we had have had up to this point if you there's a venn diagram of what's led to this um, people coming back or, or people subscribing to the podcast, which you should if you haven't yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I Wait, think that's... Haven't? that that We got the skeleton. We got the muscles. This is the heart. The heart yeah. is, is the word to goofy dudes. And we just... These are the conversations that we have otherwise. Yes. We just don't have the camera rolling. Exactly. Almost every single episode... You can do a little behind the scenes here. And I, can't, I probably have said this before. Almost every single episode... I get here, dogs greet me, 
Amber says hi. Scott comes out of his editing room. We have a little chatty chat. We're getting stuff set up down here. And almost every single time, one of us says, we should stop. We need to talk about this on the podcast. Because the things we're already talking about. Happened today. Yeah. John was talking about DLP resin printing technology. And I was like, this is related. (laughs) So it's just the stuff that we talk about otherwise. So how do we make it something that is changes every episode there's enough of a change that it keeps it interesting with different topics but at the end of the day what's bringing people back in multiple episodes is not the topic it's the fun we're having while we're doing it and we want you to be a part of that that's true for youtubers as well right like people that come back come back for the person not for the content all the time yeah um yeah i was gonna say something that i forgot uh i agree with everything you're saying also, we need to work harder. I don't, but I, we can't. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, but there's, again, there's amount it's of, there's work smarter. There's time. Yeah. There's, there's time and there's resources and resources can mean a lot of things, but uh, a lot of it's due to other obligations or other priorities and other things we have going on. If we were, if we were Joe Rogan and literally all 80% of what we did was just do a podcast It'd be so much better. I swear to God, guys. The podcast would be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you want... Okay. Do you want to do that, though? Probably not. I'm too much of an ADHD. I want to always be doing something different. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is... Yeah, it might be a little bit mind-numbing for you at a certain point. Because <laughs> no, every time, is, every video is different. Every topic is different. Every new thing I'm painting is different. Every way I approach it is different. I feel like right. if I'm getting better at the thing, and I feel some confidence as I'm as I'm growing, yes. but I also get to keep it fresh, that's my jam. So I think that... Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I should explain what I mean by that. At a certain point, you will discover a rhythm. Hmm. Editorially, videographically, videographically? No. Um... And it will work for you. And then you'll be like, fuck, I'm doing this part of the process that I hate. I was watching Goobs' video about what he does in a week. And he, <laughs> and he talks about how this is the part of the editing he hates the most. And I totally agree with him. Is going through your audio and finding all the shitty takes, cutting them out and putting it together in a way that sounds like you didn't edit it and it sounds natural. I hate that part. Um, and so there's, there's, there's all these steps that you're going to eventually figure out. And then you're going to hate. And then it's going to be like, fuck, this is boring. Um, but then when you can edit a different video, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I think this problem that I'm having in my head stems from the fact that I don't consume podcasts. Uh-huh. I consume YouTube like fucking crazy. And so I know what other people do, what works for them, how to innovate in small ways. But podcasts, I don't listen to very much. So I don't know what goes on in that space. I don't know like what's allowed, like what innovation would look like, et cetera. Yeah. So I, th- I rely on you. I think you need to find a, find a podcast that really kind of gets you get your juices flowing that could oh, be yeah. a really good song of ice and fire podcast there i'm could gonna be, be on one uh, a song of ice and fire podcast on the table gaming is having me on an episode wow okay so something like that or something <laughs> some of your other wow <laughs> wow your other non-related interests it could be about horror movies it could be about some weird uh, last podcast on the le- on the left is a great example of it's about like them telling real stories of actual serial killers and the whole story like real life co- crime drama kind of way and it's yeah. just guys like they're goofing they're having fun but they're telling it's like if you find something you will actually I find that I've listened to more podcasts now and watched less YouTube because I can 
use my ear holes to pay attention mm-hmm. and use my eye holes to paint, model, build, model, do whatever. A lot of the YouTube stuff, I require some, a fair amount of, of looky-loos. Yes. And I can't looky-loos and painty-paint. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I understand entirely. There can maybe be a good jam there. Or you find something that both you and Amber like, and you can do it in 15-minute chunks while you're walking the dags. The dags. You know, there's there's some there's some good things like that. A little so. headphone splitterino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't watch out for, you know, you got the noise-canceling headphones. You get run over on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's that. I, I and we've we've had some discussions, and we actually have a, a list started of like a, a topic idea for the end of the year um, that we're going to start throwing some stuff in. Mm-hmm. But you're exactly right. There's a certain amount of things that require research that require us to flex our Google foo and to put in notes and to read a bunch of stuff yeah. and, to, and to reference and stuff. Yeah. And though we haven't done very many topics like that, probably the closest ones we've done to that is our ranking of the games, yeah. board games and war games. And cause we sat down and like, you know, yeah, thought about all the games and then all the feedback and scored them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, there's the thing. And here's, here's a, uh, two things that questions I got for the goody peepees. Okay. To to put your your thoughts in either the comment section below in YouTube or if you're a patron, um put it in the Patreon, message us there. Yeah, you can comment on the episode or you can message us how yep. one. Yeah, yeah, comment on the episode in the Patreon. That's how that works. Um <laughs> about two things. One, do you see that direction of doing more researchy things is something that would be a big beneficiary to the podcast? Would you like it more? I feel like the answer is yes. Why wouldn't it be yes? Would you? I like it, but I don't want every episode to be like that. Or keep doing what you're doing. Let it evolve naturally. Okay, that's that's the first question I have. Um, or related to that, there's something else as part of the podcast you think you'd really like to see more of. Kind of, I'm, I'm talking more of a general level, not like a do this specific topic. We got the the spreadsheet that you can uh, send out your topic ideas for that. But like, kind of more umbrella policy here. Everything falls under. Number two, if you have a podcast that you think Scott should give a try, give us the name of the podcast and a one sentence sales pitch. One sentence. Yeah, you got one sentence. No run-on sentences. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Whatever. Maximum of three commas. I uh, Yeah, I read the commas uh, for the podcast. Yeah. So if it's going to pique his interest by your one sentence of why you should, why he should listen to it, I mean, we might get Scott into the world of PCasts other than his own PCast. <sighs> That'd be good. Yeah. So I can understand how this world works better. How, how, does, how does this work? Oh, I appreciate you uh, trying to solve my problems. Thank you. That's why I come here every other Friday. Yeah, John's my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have anything else that we want to talk about in retrospective of two years in the PCAST? Is there any other things that you're like, man, this, this is, we do it all over again. This is what I would do differently. Or is there anything like we do it... The podcast is so much differently now than it used to be. It's kind of a really big general question. I mean, the only things are the things that are obvious and that take time to do. I would love a space dedicated to the podcast with cameras set up all the fucking time. All I got to do is put an SD card in it. And then I give the SD card to a person. They edit it. They make the thumbnail. They upload it. Literally, the only thing I do 
show the fuck up yeah uh, also in any any work that relates to the content like i can fill out the news section like in between episodes that's fine um that like that is the step required to turn this into a weekly thing that and also probably john living closer or i living closer to john yeah, well, that's why you have a producer that figures out all that for us. Yeah, bring so, the limo by my house. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, just anything to make the production easier that would be amazing. Yeah. If that could be fixed, but that's that's you can't fix that. And maybe that's something we look that we look at. Uh, that's something we haven't put a bunch of you know thought and you know research into ourselves again another thing that takes time for us to kind of do some digging on that yeah but maybe that's the next step is we kind of figure out is there someone that did do a producer role in that 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 fills out the um the podcast agenda for us and gets us a note of this is you guys need to look this over by wednesday prior to shoot you need to ask any questions if there's additional news because maybe they fill in the news for us and we kind of, if we find our own and um, here's your homework between now and then you need to each do blah, 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 blah. Um, and then they do the editing. If we had that, um, that would be great. I just don't think that we're big enough to really ever legitimize that kind of, I know we need someone to employee. do it all for free. No, that's not what I want. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, okay, that one would make me feel guilty. Two, I couldn't tell them to do what I want them to do. Yeah, that's true. Um, big thing about that. And I am a bitch to collaborate with. I am very picky. And I want to be able to do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, I sense Scott's like asking me freaking ninth hour yesterday. Hey, can you send me, can you send me uh, some panning video of your unicorn? And I'm like, sure. John so has a real unicorn. Yeah, I have a real unicorn. He lives on a unicorn here. farm. Yeah, but there, it's the last unicorn. There's only one left. Um, and so I just whip out my camera because I have all my cameras set up for the f filming that I'm doing for my current video. I'm like, let me pull out my higher quality video app on my phone and sit in my, my swivel chair, hit play, and then just swivel with my camera across. And it looked okay. It like didn't look amazing, but it looked solid. I'm like, fuck it, this is what you get. And then send it over to him. He's like, bro, you sending me camera phone footage? I'm like, yeah. That's what you get. That's what you get for your two and a half second shot that I'm sure is gonna be really vital to the storytelling hey, of man, your video. It's a joke. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, what are we talking so, about? That you that you're you're finicky, right? But like, why 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 did that matter? Oh, because we want to pay someone. Yeah, because when I pay someone, I can fucking tell them what to do. Yeah, uh, do this, do this. I mean, that's not necessarily true because I guess I kind of technically pay my wife, and she gives me a lot of pushback. Yeah, you don't tell her what to do. No, she tells me what to do. <laughs> she's the one that comes into the the editing den while I'm watching YouTube videos, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, get back to the time." Research. <laughs> I'm doing research, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's like worst case scenario. You're paying them, and they're telling you what to do. Yeah, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> this is. Oh, Amber is editing this right now, going ah 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 ah. <laughs> Like, like the freaking count from Sesame Street, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, now we're just kind of like, this is the part portion of the podcast that you maybe are familiar with where John and Scott 
like brainstorm things live on air that you probably don't have any desire to be part of the conversation. Right, right. And it gets really rambly. Yeah. So we're going to stop. We're going to stop. Uh, yeah. Let us know your your thoughts about literally anything we discussed in the comment yeah. section below. I, I've got to say this, though. I'm going to, because we, we, we've gotten a little bit down the, the negative track in the last probably 30 minutes on this topic. But I want to end us on a positive note. Two things. One, we have kept this up for two years. Granted, it's not weekly, but you could set your clock to every other Monday and say that, that's patting ourselves in the back. But how many podcasts out there you can set your clock to, right? And that you know there's going to be an episode. Granted, until we take our fun little uh, uh, time to improve everything in october don't don't think about that um uh, <laughs> that we've stuck with it and that's like 98 percent of podcasts don't like you fizzle out and you it, you don't have a regular schedule and, and it's kind of haphazard and whatever and your podcast dies eventually because of that so i'm proud of that we've we've stuck to it because we're not quitters first of all i think that's one thing that we have for us like, we're gonna do this thing we're gonna do it you know so pat yourself on the back for that, Scotty. I have a hard time. Well, I'm not patting yourself on the back for you. So no. I'll ask Amber later to pat you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Number two. This is more fun for me today than it was two years ago when we started it. It's more fun. Okay. Because it's evolved into a thing where we're having fun and I'm not stressing about as much of it. Yeah. And it's more natural. And it is... if. If you ever meet us on the street and we're not like this, you can call us out. But I tell you, we are not good enough actors. Yeah, no. This is definitely how we talk to each other. Yes. And this is how we talk to you when we see you. Yeah. And we will see you. Um, Depticon 2022. <laughs> um, that, or, you know, we do painting classes again in person. You want to come to a painting class with us. It is tomfoolery and skullduggery for two straight days so it is us this is fun i enjoy you and so us enjoying each other after two years i think if it was gonna implode it would implode by now yeah that's true <laughs> what john's saying is we're here for life yeah yeah bad boys for life <laughs> i haven't seen a single bad boys movie yeah. is it worth it yes they're they're entertaining okay they're entertaining. the first one yeah. I mean, I also enjoy having conversations with you. There is no one else in the world that I think this would work as well as it does with. Well, I mean, that's not true. Okay. There's someone else in the world, but like, I don't know who they are <laughs> and it's not worth like trying to find them. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. He lives in North Korea, so there's no way I'm ever going to get to meet him. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it works. I guess I didn't think about that. I didn't know that podcasts would just stop making episodes is yeah did you uh this is also going to pat ourselves on the back as well but i looked at the the numbers not uh, a couple months ago um in terms of if you combine our audio listeners um from the podcast sites and youtube what percentage do you think we have in the, all the podcasts like existing podcasts in the world what percentage do you think we fall under all podcasts in the world how, how do we rank in terms we, of our listens? Yes. And an average listen. So how do, where do you think we rank? I don't know. I estimate too low. And I look like an idiot. I estimate too high. And I seem like I'm fucking prideful. Yourself. Yeah. Um, top 10%. We, 
We are in the 97th percentile. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. Now, to put that into, you know, into perspective, there's a bazillion podcasts out there, yeah. right? Because everyone can do one and have an upload. And so that was based on uh, numbers for average listens per episode amongst all podcasts that have had a podcast episode go live in the last calendar year. Okay. So you could just have had one and you're put into that number. So, and we're on this little stupid niche hobby. Wait, it's not stupid. I take it back. It's not stupid. It, it's a little dorky, like random. It's a, it's a subset of a subset. Like it's, it, and that's just it. So I'm like, I'm happy. I I want to continue to be happy. And I think I will continue to be happy as long as we do this podcast. And if we don't, then I'm going to be super sad forever. Yeah. At this point, we can't do it because it's, it's, it's John's lifeline. <laughs> yeah. It's all I've got. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, all right, that's so. That's our ending on a high note. Uh, let's get to the next section of the podcast, which is the news. Which is the newsy news. Still have no jingle for that. Although I don't think we need one. We have no jingles. I listen to fantasy football podcasts, and there are some tiny ass fantasy football podcasts that I listen to that they have like jingles and the announcer saying, you know, like the pickup and drop segment, and it's like. We don't have that. Do we need that? Maybe we don't. Okay. I think I feel like I'd feel like a like a pro if we did. Yeah. Then we'd have to stick to actual segments instead of our talking about cheese sticks. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like uh you could do a thing where it's like, oh man, it's like it's time for a tangent. It's like <laughs> cheese steaks. No. Yeah. We we need you can't plan tangents. We need the sound bar. You, need, you know, you need the radio sound bar. Yes. Right, or you know, you can just have it go the Blair horns like, bah, 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 yeah, 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 play yeah. that we want. Yeah, you know, little, I would just push all the mixer. buttons all the time though. Uh, it'd be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> all right, news. Um, I kind of got this first one wrong a little bit, but I now have it right. Oopsie dozy. Originally, I wrote that Coleman or not and Backer Kit are exclusive partners, and that's not entirely true because Backer Kit still works with other clients other than Simon, but Simon. Only works with Backer Kit now okay. for uh, their post campaign stuff, um, post campaign management, um, which is significant. But what's what what what's cooler is that in this article, Coleman and I has raised over a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollars on Kickstarter, and is the largest amount of money that any one single entity has raised. Coolmany or not, is that? That's cool. On Kickstarter, number one. One. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that they send out about seventeen a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what the fuck? That's like a. That's like our fucking hobby, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, it kind of is, and it kind of isn't, because it's kind of like board games with miniatures. It's all. The, it's the crossroads where they all. It's the crossroads. Everything converges. Yeah. What the frig, dude? It's still miniature hobby because, like, what games does Simon make that don't have minis? None. Well. There's probably some. There's probably some, but yeah, it yeah. says cool. It sounds cooler when you say none. Yeah, there's a lot. Nine. Um, holy cow, that's crazy. That's a really cool news. The little newsy news part. Like Simon is so important for our like jobs. I feel like, and we're not really realizing it. Don't you no. think? Am I crazy? I don't know. Are you saying we need to like have like Simon patches on the wall or something? No. Okay. But I just feel like we just talk about Games Workshop constantly. 
And like, well, not in the last couple episodes, we're all talking about Song of Ice and Fire. That's true. So now you're talking about Seamount. That's true. So it's just like, yeah, that, that was so significant. I was like, shit, dude. We're diversifying our portfolio here. <laughs> you do like Spotlight. Well, we did like Spotlight. We did like Maker Spotlight. What does that op- uh, like episode look like? It it's means like, that means thinking and right, doing work, doing work and, and contacting yeah. them and contact. Yeah, <sighs> that would be a cool idea. Someone had a great idea for a podcast and was like, "You should talk about each region of painters, significant painters from that region, and the styles you see in those regions." That's and I was really like, cool. "That's fucking a great idea for an episode." That but that requires some work, yeah. you know. Which probably talking you- to people too. You know, you want, you want some, you want some interviews of like, you know, what do you think of your style? Like, right. then we can go back and be like, actually, we talked to Sergio Calvo Rubio. Sergio Calvo Rubio. And this is what he said. Right. See, that'd be cool. But that, again, takes some more time. Anyways, yeah, that was cool. I read that little blurb. Uh, check it out. I have it, we'll have it linked in the show notes along with all of our other news items. Yes. Next one. Duncan Rhodes. Motherfucking Duncan Rhodes. Take me home. Country Road. <laughs> So by the time this podcast goes livey live, we're still going to have some time left to back the Duncan Rhodes painting Kickstarter. The two thin coats range. What a meme of a oh, name. The two thin coats range. Hey, you leaned into you, it. I love it. You got to lean. I love it. People expect something. And to you, you got to just say, hey, I'm glad you expect it. Because bam, here it is. Has <laughs> Duncan Rhodes sent you any of his paints? He has not. But he, uh, yeah, we've, we've talked about it. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to try them. Um, I I looked at the results he got with them, and uh, they look very similar, at least in how they uh, sheen, how they appear on the models. They have a high sheen, which reminds me of Citadel a lot. Um, and then he has them organized triads, triads, shadows, midtones, highlights, and shadows aren't shades; they're not washes, because he has his own wash line as well. And then also some metallic paints. Yeah, it's the Reaper triad thing. Yes. This Reaper's uh, been doing this since the 19 Dickities. So hold on. Does he have like specific colors that are designed to exist in a triad? Like a dark blue, a mid blue, and a light blue? Yeah, yeah they're they're put together in, in threes. Are they named accordingly? Like like blue, one, two, three? Or like something similar to they that? They all have random Citadel names or army painter names. Okay, it's like yeah. Bestial Brown or right, whatever. Right. But right. they're all categorized in columns where there's shadow mid highlight. Um, so that's, again, it's, uh, if you're new to painting, it kind of gives you, uh, some reassurance of the process that I should use. If I want it to be this color, here's the way I get that color. I do this one, then this one, then this one. Right. And as you develop as a painter, you realize that this triad thing is just, this is the matrix. It doesn't (laughs) matter. I can use whichever one I want for whatever purpose I want. Sure. Um, so it's kind of nice. Again, Reaper's been doing that for, for a long, long time, and they've had success with that as well. So, um, But he doesn't have like the, the total GW ripoff of base layer and sure, whatever. Like the categories. Like, the weird categories. I, I, I hesitate to call it a ripoff. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think... He's I don't not, think he's point, not ripping off right, right. the base layer, dry brush, whatever. Right, I right. I, I don't think anything, any, any, at any point, if someone were to make a paint range, we could say anyone's ripping anyone off. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of them, right? And they, they all kind of have their thing that they do. Um, but yeah, they. I love the Kickstarter page. Yeah. As someone who is looking, like thinking about how to organize a Kickstarter page, his is very fucking clean. Um, and I'm like, it's very 
easy to tell what you can get and what you should buy and what they cost. And it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't go on for pages and pages and pages and pages. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. About that. Yeah. It is not the mile long scroll. No, I did isn't. notice that as well. You get, yeah. it took very good advantage of being succinct and each thing having a purpose and not just because you have infinite space to use infinite yes. space. Um, yeah, that's really good use of real estate. I, yeah, I didn't think about it that way, but now that you mention it, like, I have seen many a scroll fest. <laughs> yes. Scroll of matones. Yeah. A couple other things on this. One, as of this recording this morning, he's almost reached $1 million. Jesus what Christ. What the literal F? <laughs> y'all, all y'all need more paint? No. <laughs> hey, I'm all for people having success. Congrats, Duncan. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, you know, good luck making all that paint. I just, figured, I just like pictured Duncan in his garage with like a ten gallon drum. He's yeah. just like mixing yellow over a cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's not how it actually works, but it's funnier in my head. <laughs> so I am all for success for any individual or any company in this realm. Even if and I'm not saying I dislike this paint. I'm not saying I've never tried it. I'm not saying I dislike Duncan. So I want to make that clear. Whether I like their things or don't like their things, if people are having success, that means that there is a market for it. That means that the hobbyists are enthusiastic and they have money to spend. And over time, the cream will rise to the top and we'll know what's the great, what's the not, and we'll have all sorts of options, more importantly. We'll have all sorts of options. Here's what I'll say. If if you're a content creator who makes your own paint range... You got to use that shit <laughs> in all your videos. Maybe not exclusively, but maybe like 80%, yeah. 85%. If you're not, what message is that sending? Yeah. So you better have made a good fucking paint <laughs> range because you're using that shit. Right. You tied your horse to that. <laughs> and, and even if like you're like, oh, I'm very good, but I'm going to use it. Uh, you're making videos and all your viewers are like, okay, he's using that. It's terrible. Now I'm not watching any of your videos anymore. Right. So like, yeah, that's the that's the dangerous road. That's the boomerang you got to look for <laughs> on the come round. <laughs> just comes back and smacks you in the face. And I'm sure Duncan has made a great paint range. Yeah. But like that's just me thinking about it. You know, I'm just I like if I'm in my own paint range, I would like I couldn't use Chimera as much as I want to. I couldn't use Scale 75 as much as I want to anymore. And that you know that that'd be a question I'd have to think about in my head. Right. That's, so, yeah. a, that's a good question. I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Another weird thing is that the case are being fulfilled in Philadelphia. Yeah, on the streets of and Philadelphia. I, <laughs> and I don't know if you know anything about Duncan, but he is not from Philly. What? He is a British man. Yeah. Along with his other partners, also British. I just thought that was South Camera Philly guy. accent. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never been. Um, so yeah. I was curious why that was happening, but then you pointed out it's being manufactured by Trans Atlantis Gaming. Gamings? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Transatlantis Games. Which is not so, Atlantis Miniatures, I think, because that's a different company that makes really crispy models. Correct, Amundo. Transatlantis um, Games, yes. And that's one of the things, too, that I've been hearing a little bit about is people don't know that company. People don't, like, they don't have a reputation for either artist paints or mini paints or oh. whatever, like, to... Are you giving me some gossip right now? Worry about... Uh, quality control worry about consistency worry about all that right. kind of stuff and i'm not saying they're not gonna step up to the plate sure but i'm just saying that's one of those things people are like scratching their head of like well one philadelphia two buy transatlantis games it's not by duncan Rhodes painting academy whatever um what does that partnership look like 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, any content creator looking to make a paint range is going to have to partner with a manufacturer. Yes. Yep. You know, so yeah, this is totally normal for me in my head. Right. Yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what happens with the dust settles, what the opinions are about the paint. I might buy some to try out uh, in a potential upcoming video about reviewing literally every single paint range that exists for our hobby. Uh, that's that's a pretty big Pandora's box you open there because it's, people it's are going to say... It's impossible. Yeah, people are going to say, well, you didn't have this and this. Well, you missed... You missed, missed. You missed Turbo Dark's color shift paints. It's like, well, I can't really paint the whole fucking mouth with Turbo Dark color shift paints, can I? I mean, you sure as hell can. I can try. You can do it. Everything's going to be super shifty. Swifty. <laughs> Swifty. Swifty. <laughs> yeah, you can page 55 minis with that stuff. <laughs> There's a fucking reference for you. Whoa. Um, uh, let's see. What else we got here? What else we got that's here? That's it. Oh, no. There's another one. Yeah. I want to... I wanna, Give a little shout out for a Kickstarter that recently launched and it will yeah. still be live when this, this episode goes live, but only for, I think, a couple more days. Not a sponsor. Uh, not a sponsor. Yes. Nobody believes in us. Um, terrible Kids Stuff released a new Kickstarter on their amazing goblins. And they got some other stuff in this Kickstarter that aren't all just goblins, but these are resin miniatures of the highest quality. Yeah. Um, super fine detail, super crispy, so much personality in these goblins. So I just much. freaking love them. Yeah. It's so weird you put this in here because they are sponsoring the video that is coming out today. And I have some gobos in my little area over there. Oh, they gave and you they some gobos for that. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they gave me like five or six. And I have from the previous campaign that they, they did as well. And truly, the casts are phenomenal. Yeah. The one thing is they smell bad. You know how when you get a resin model and it smells bad sometimes, it smells like trash? Yeah. Um, they smelled like trash. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, um, but the casts are fucking nice. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. Oh, I want to paint one of those. I yeah. would surely love to paint a Terrible Kid Stuff mini in one of my future videos. That's all for the news today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the end of the podcast. Uh, we're so happy that you made it to the end. Thank you very much. Uh, John, walk us out. All right, so as we leave our tour for today, on your left, you're going to see the bat caves. Now, make sure that you don't touch the walls, as your fingers could leave behind uh, alien organisms that could kill all the bats. It's actually true. You're not supposed to ever touch the walls in caves when you're... Oh! Yeah, because you can, like, breed bacteria and stuff in there that will murder all the bats, you bat murderer. That concludes (laughs) our tour. All right. Uh... I don't know why I decided to start typing a message in Facebook Messenger <laughs> and our outro because Vince Vince was talking to me. He was like 52 minutes, put out a video today and he's talking about it. I want to talk about it too. All right. Yeah. Okay. You you walk us through and I'm going to tell Vince, don't talk to us. We're fucking recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like this podcast, which is like hit or miss, you know, uh, and you want to support it, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can buy our shirts off of our Teespring. John is not wearing one right now. He's wearing one of his own shirts because he is a fucking shill uh just kidding that one was dirty where do you get this one uh this one you can get uh my youtube channel or ninjon.net ninjon.net dot net baby in 2021 let's go <laughs> anyways um you can buy shirts with the podcast uh you can uh also support us on patreon where you get access to an extended episode where we talk about uh our favorite minis that we've seen from other painters in the last two weeks talk about new things we've tried and we also give feedback to one of our patrons so obviously as a part of being a patron is you get to submit your models to get feedback on we do one an episode 
It's about 30 minutes of extra content. Uh, and you also get to submit topics for us to kind of go over in an episode. And we credit you during that episode. Today, the topic was from none other than Neil Spees. Spees. Neil Spees. Sp- I'm going to say it like Spears without the R. Spiaz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, but yeah. Uh, you can also watch our episodes um, with uh, ad block disabled. We run three ads, or sorry, an ad every thirty minutes, um, and uh, you can uh, give us some, uh, give us a little review yeah. on the Apple uh, Podcasts and the Stitcher Podcast. You can tell your nerd friends about us. And update on the text conversation going on right now, live on the podcast filming. I said, Vince, don't bother us. We are performing the podcast, recording, performing. The podcast, and he is officially trying to commandeer this podcast. He via says he has messages. some fucking Ben has a message for our podcast. Yeah, now Ben Cantor has chimed in and says that he has a message for all of you. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna waste a little bit more time and see what outro we have um, for all of you. And and we know. actually don't have to waste time because since this is edited after the fact, we can just stop talking right now and then go to the part where he says something. All right, here's how we're going to end this uh, final episode of season two. <laughs> hey, goody peepees. Remember me, Ben Cantor. I hope you're working on your golden demon entries because I'm watching and I will curse you with ball sack cancer if you don't deliver. Or vag cancer if you don't have a ball sack. <laughs> I the, mean, yeah. The views expressed in this part of the podcast do not condone what all the manufacturers of this podcast believe in written consent (laughs) as part of the FDA have your pet spayed and neutered. Bye!